Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that there is more to confidence in the bedroom or the kitchen or the sex club or a stairwell or the woods or wherever you are. There's so much more to sex wherever you do it than just jackhammering away. But if all you're missing in your relationship is some mutually beneficial stiffness, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office with the doctors that never got trained in sex ed and how to talk to people about it, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They say that there is nothing sexier than confidence, and Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Of course, I know you sweet listeners know that using confidence to connect, if you can be confident enough to be really vulnerable with someone, to communicate, to create a safe space that you occupy together, that is super hot. That's the foundation of a connection. And if you have a boner, that can definitely help you do certain things that you know that I love, just as long as you don't skip all the other stuff too. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. And as they say, chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER. At checkout, you just pay $5 shipping. That is bluechew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Hello, lovely humans. I'm Wyo Lee, and you are listening to Sex Stories, a podcast that's like community sex ed, where we can share dirty details, learn from each other, and try to figure out sexy hard stuff together in an effort to improve and or celebrate sex lives everywhere. I am so excited to introduce to you. She's 53, a heterosexual cisgender woman born in Germany. She now lives in Oregon and is getting into a little bit of kink. Welcome, Yvonne. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Can you start off by giving us an overview of your current sex life? How would you describe it in a sentence or two? Uh, let's see. Newly discovered sex life, for sure. It's slowed down a bit since we're both a little bit older, which I think is normal. Um, so just, you know, trying to find new ways and work it into our empty nester, half empty nester, I should say, household. Because my daughter lives with us uh, one week on, one week off, kind of, sort of. Okay. And then my grandson is here as well. Okay. And are you partnered with a dude? Do you have a husband? Yes. I guess that I makes sense. Husband you are a husband of 32 years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So can you now take us back to the very beginning? When do you first remember hearing about sex? Um, not so much hearing. Uh but I knew something was going on. I, I, I must have been, I don't know, anywhere between four and six, if that makes sense. 
because that's when I kind of first remember something's going on down there. Maybe not right, not quite at four, uh, but probably around more like six, um, but no clue what the heck that was. <laughs> I did have a stepdad at that time, and I saw his parts when he was sleeping at some point. <laughs> I was like, what is this? And then, yeah, <laughs> right? And then, but it was never really talked about mm-hmm. in our household. Um, and then to a little bit darker time, right around the same time, somewhere between five and six, I, my grandparents' neighbor, he had rabbits. And I used to go over there quite often because what little kid does not love little bunny rabbits? Yeah. And at some point he did ask me if I would like to pet his rabbit. And so that impacted me a lot. Uh, so I had, I know, this confused, weird. I knew that wasn't right. Um, so somehow I managed to get out of it. And then, I don't know, it just started from there, you know, questioning things when I saw things or heard things, people talking. And that's about it. Okay. And I, and then, but to go a little bit further, um, I didn't really touch myself or anything like didn't explore like that until I was actually probably 10, 10, 12, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. which was interesting that it took so long. <laughs> I think that kind of makes sense. That early experience that was what, how would you describe it? You said it affected you. Did you have to continue to see him after that or what, what ended up happening afterward? Anything? I'm not quite sure even if I, you know, told my grandparents mm-hmm. because, you know, they were neighbors, they were, they knew each mm-hmm. other fairly well. Mm-hmm. So that I don't remember, okay. but it just stirred something seem, seems like it when I try to trace back my other issues when I got older, mm-hmm. uh, it seemed to stir something up. And, but like I said, you know, I had nobody really to talk to really just friends, you know, other kids around just, yeah, just questions, weird feelings, you know, as much as a six-year-old could describe it. Um, I do remember trying to be affectionate with older boys a lot. I I remember a couple instances in that sense, like, you know, snuggly and telling them I loved you or whatever. I was really starved for affection, seems like it. Mm. Because, I mean, you know, my mom was busy with my my stepdad, you know, it was a new relationship for her. She was still young. Yeah. And so, and back then we lived in a little, you know, dinky town, like probably 300 people oh, and wow. everybody knew each other. Yeah. It was quite small. And I mean, I had friends, we were outside a lot. So, I mean, it's not like parents kept eye on us all the time. Not right. like now it seems like it. So did you ever get a sex talk at school? You said you didn't talk about it with your parents, but did school cover anything? <laughs> oh, my Atlanta school, yes. I think it was probably, I'm trying to think, maybe sixth grade, somewhere in there. And it was really quite comical. It was it was one of our teachers that we all thought, thought he was goofy to begin with. He was really mm-hmm. funny. He was mm-hmm. a funny guy, nice guy. And it was very technical, you know, like... Here's the vagina, here's the penis, and this is how it happens. I mean, I'm just like, you know, simplifying yeah. it. But yeah, very technical. No feeling, okay. you know, no relationship things, of course, seems like it, of course. Yeah. Talked about birth control. 
and that's about it oh, oh yeah we did talk about stds too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but yeah that was about it and the rest it was just a lot of giggling a lot of snickering <laughs> and then during break time or later you know you just get together with your friends and say oh what do you think about this <laughs> yeah yeah so everybody's embarrassed to ask in class so so what was it then that led you to start touching yourself when you were a little bit older you said you were maybe 10 or 11 um I discovered a stack of porn magazines. Where? <laughs> it was in, in Germany. Um, we have those, we don't have built-in closets. Mm-hmm. And so so we have to buy like our own shrunk. closet kind of thing. Yeah, shrunk. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, you know, I have no idea what made me do this, but there was like a little step stool in there and probably for my mom, you know, to reach up high. And so I, Nobody was home. I was bored out of my mind, and I looked on top of the shrunk. <laughs> I, I, to this day, I have no idea what made me do this, and there they were. It's like a plethora of. <laughs> oh my and gosh! So, you know the feeling you get down there, mm-hmm. and it's like, but you have no idea what that is. You know how? What? What do I do with this now? <laughs> and I didn't even discover how it really worked until my girlfriend actually told me. Okay. <laughs> how did that conversation happen? Did you tell her about the magazines or what led to um, it? I think we may have. I don't remember like the whole conversation. Um, I do know my friends and we did talk a little bit about it. And actually one of my friends gave me a book that she said her brother had <laughs> at the story of, oh. Oh, yes. what? How old were you? Um, I think at that point... 14 or 15. So Story of O is, for our listeners who don't know, a pretty intensely sexy BDSM book. And it's, well, what do you remember about it? It, it just the general, you know, she was in this relationship. It was, you know, kind of very erotic at that time um, when I read it. Um, but really, it's a tragic story. You know, yes. <laughs> very um you know the way it all ended or even how she while she was there it's like how can she not get out of this how can she like this and then it was like oh my gosh this is exciting you know it's like a push and pull of uh, forces there Um, do you remember how it made you feel as a 15 year old because i just read it maybe two years ago as a 29 year old (laughs) yeah um i don't think i fully understood yeah really you know how how deep the relationship aspects of the book is and you know how it can be um, yeah so yeah I, I didn't fully understand it was just very i don't know just for a 15 year old you know very erotic almost you know it's like reading porn <laughs> so, yeah but yeah, also so. just for anyone who hasn't read it it's like extreme levels of like sharing the submissive to the point where he like transfers his ownership to a completely different person and also i remember some like very intense physical beatings right and then and then at the end she gets does she get a brand or is it just she gets like something clamped to her outer labia i think i think she does get a brand if i remember right it's it's like the most intense Mm -hmm. stuff and beautifully written beautifully translated like you know it was very it's a french we don't know the real pauline rayage is the author Uh, right they they suspect that she might have been like the paramour of somebody in the newspapers or something but um 
Awesome. Yeah, I actually ordered a book like about a month ago and I start reading. It's like, I don't remember all this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah. really just the, the pre, you know, who whoever wrote like the pre, what is it called? The when preface, you write something. The preface. Yeah. To, to the book, you know, talking about the author and talking about the story. It's like, I don't remember reading this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. I was 15, I, was like, I probably skipped over this. Yeah. But, but it's very, it, Yeah. So, so how did that affect you? Did and that that was before you had started having partnered sex, correct? Okay. Yeah, I don't think it affected me in any way. Like I said, it was just kind of sort of like getting all aroused, you know, about yeah. something. Not that I, I don't that I wanted it to be that way. Yeah. It was just you know regular fifteen year old. Yeah. Feeling kind of going haywire somewhere. <laughs> totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And was this, so was the friend who gave it to you, was that the same friend that like? No, that was a classmate okay. who gave me the book uh, okay. that her brother supposedly owned. Probably. He was quite a few years older. Uh, no, it was, a, it was a different friend. She's, we're still good friends. And she, I don't know, we just had a conversation and kind of like, maybe when something like, yeah, how does it feel? Or what do you do? Or how do you kiss? Or something. And. And then she asked me, I was like, did you ever have an orgasm? I was like, well, I'm not sure. And she's like, well, what do you do? <laughs> and so I was like, well, uh, don't you put it in the hole? <laughs> and she starts laughing like crazy. It's like, no, you dummy. <laughs> you know, there's like this little knob there and you're supposed to rub this. And I'm like, oh, really? And so when I went home that night, uh, I re- you know, remember the conversation. It's like, hmm, I'm going to try this. I'm like, holy crap, what? <laughs> so, yeah, that's how I discovered it. <laughs> and did you have your own room, your own private space? or where? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And so then from there, what did your early explorations look like? Like, what was your relationship? Were you boy crazy? Were you, you know, tell, tell us a little bit about that. I was. I was, you know, searching for the, I don't know, ever perfect lasting relationship, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or or maybe it was just I was in love with this guy for one week or a couple of weeks. And then, you know, once we kind of kissed or whatever, and it never really went further than, you know, kissing and touching, not even naked, just, you know. Yeah. Um, Were you already into older boys at this point or when did that kind of start? You mentioned earlier that you had attractions to older guys yeah i mean my classmates they were like oh god no <laughs> you know the same age kind of it's like no not really yeah they were always usually at least a couple years older okay yeah like like i said you know it's like one with this guy and one with the other guy it was nothing serious i mean i tried a couple times but mm-hmm. they always you know as soon as it got a little bit further into it they're like mm, no mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm not quite sure if it was me, was it my reputation, was it just, you know, the the time, I mean, you know, that was like 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute, 30 years ago, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 40 Can't years ago, holy cow. <laughs> yeah, so nobody ever really made any attempts in like a sexual, mm. you know, trying to sleep with me or even though I, I tried, yeah. I can't deny that. That, I that totally was my tried. experience too. I was like the sex, the sex. And people were like, Mm-mm. yeah. So it's like, and then, you know, as I, a couple years into that, uh, 
I mean, I, I didn't know I had a reputation. You know, it's like, hey, she's, you know, she's one of those. She, she's going to, you know, she jumps from boy to boy and be careful mm. and things like that. So I started hearing that. And, Which seems very unfair if you weren't even like getting to have sex. Yeah, but I tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. How, so, do you remember how that made you feel as a teenager? Like, did you have feelings around hearing that? Yeah, it's like, um, kind of like, what is wrong with me? Mm. You know, why do I want this so much? Yeah. Uh, do do other people feel the same way? Do they? But they probably did. They probably didn't either act on it or yeah. never talked about it. So, and as far as I can tell, I was the only one acting that way. So. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you eventually start? When did you eventually start having partnered explorations? Like when did you actually get to touch partners and do more things? Um, I was 14 mm -hmm. and that was my first time. We had moved to a different area. My stepdad finally moved out. Mm -hmm. So it was quite emotional and I was still, you know, on this path, you know, always looking for the perfect boyfriend kind of. And, <clears throat> and it seemed like I finally found somebody. <laughs> was willing to be the first one which yeah. in retrospect was like oh my god so, so stupid i get it though but, yeah but anyways he agreed and so uh he said okay you can come over to my house you know my parents both work during the day guaranteed there's nobody going to be home and so i came over and i think he was only like 15 is 15 or 16 mm. and um, his friend was there too i'm like Oops, doing there. Like, whatever. Oh, he's like, don't worry about him. He's going to stay in the living room. So we're going to go in the bedroom. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> he offered me a beer, which I, I didn't want. He had a beer. And he was like, okay, let's do this. So it was very, um, there was no foreplay, no nothing. Oh. He wasn't even completely naked. I wasn't naked completely, just, you know, the bottom. And that was that. Did you guys use any form of protection or anything? Yeah, he had a condom. Okay. So, did you talk um, about that ahead of time as kids, or was it just sort of like a how did it happen? He made sure he had one. Okay. Yeah, I think he did ask me if I was on birth control, but I don't remember that. I just know he did have one. But yeah, it was very unceremonial, very, I don't know, just very, I would say cold entirely. Mm. But, you know, it's like, you know, what do you think about the first time you expect this? oh my God, magical thing happened. No. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then afterwards, go ahead. That's exactly what I was going to ask. How oh. did you feel afterwards? Like, how was it afterwards? <clears throat> um, I was slightly embarrassed mm. because, I mean, I, did, I didn't know what to do. I was like, oh, okay. And he just kind of, I think he asked me, he's like, well, how, how was it? It's like, well, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess. And I tried to, I think I tried to um, have sex with him again, but he told me that if you, how did he word that? Basically, once a week is okay. If a woman asks for it more than once a week, she's a whore. That's basically what he said. Yeah. Oh, my and God. So, of course, you know, I'm like, Okay. <laughs> I mean, it never happened again. We we yeah. kind of we broke up after that. I mean, we weren't really boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. So yeah, that was it. Oh that my was, god! I, first time. 
that I kind of put the brakes on everything. I mean, I kind of stepped back quite a bit and until I was about 16. Okay. Because, you know, at 14, you're not really ready. I, it's young. Yeah. Yeah. It's an emotional thing. Yeah. So that stayed with me for quite a long time. Yeah. I remember when I was 14, I had such a crush on this guy who was three years older than I was, and he invited me to his graduation party. And I remember I had this pair of like cotton brief panties and they had like a little palm tree on them and I thought they were so cute. <laughs> and I wore them just in case I lost mm -hmm. my virginity. And at that point, like I didn't understand sex. I'd never had a kiss. I'd never been touched by a boy. I was just like, I'll wear these cute cotton panties in case I have sex. Like I had no context for it, but I remember feeling such desire and i remember he ended up mm -hmm. driving me home from his party and like lingering by the door and i was like are we gonna have sex but like again we didn't kiss we didn't do anything because i didn't mm -hmm. i was 14 and i had no context even though i had all of this desire so so i'm just relating that because i i'm thinking about my 14 year old self and how she would right. probably have tried to do a similar thing but just would just didn't know what to do so what did you do between 14 and 16, like, how did you, well, first of all, how did you sort of like emotionally deal with that? Or what led you to trying sex again? How did it come about? I think I basically, I don't know, maybe just shoved it down in a way. I wasn't quite as outspoken anymore, mm -hmm. trying to get into relationships or whatnot. I think I was probably a little bit depressed as well. At that time, I had a really good friend. He was a guy friend. We tried to be boyfriend and girlfriend at one point, but we're like, mm, no, you're like my brother, dude. That's not working. So we're still friends to this day. We talk every once in a while, but he stuck around. So I really, that's what I liked about him. But yeah, slowed down a bit. And then he was actually the one got me together then with my other boyfriend. He was four years older than I was. So I was 16, he was 20 at a time. I have no idea how I got away with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, especially after my mom, my mom found out how old he was. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I'm 16, I'm still underage basically, yeah. and yeah. he's 20. So I think she was just happy that I found somebody that was a bit more mature. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And then he was 20. He thought he knew everything there was about sex didn't yeah can you tell us I, some details well I mean he was definitely more gentle than the first guy he did make a little bit of an effort to explain things but I think he would have if he would have taken a bit more time mm. and really tried to understand that you know I'm still 16 not experienced whatever instead of after a couple after a little while he's just started complaining wanting things I didn't want and yeah so the conversation it was pretty one-sided let's put it that way okay can you share with us any of the things that he wanted that you did not want he liked butt stuff okay no <laughs> I mean I was 16 it was yeah. like my second time whatever um we tried it was quite painful so that you know just in retrospect thinking about it you know he had no idea how to do it either yeah even though he may have had experience with it but nobody has maybe his former girlfriend probably maybe didn't tell him either yeah so yeah i mean he thought he knew a lot he kind of did but he didn't you know yeah totally <laughs> so conversation is just yeah it's just really important 
at any time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, so from there, okay, so we have, and was he a boyfriend? Mm -hmm. Okay, so we have that boyfriend. What what happened next? Like, did you have more teenage experiences? What happened once you started to get up? Just walk us through kind of the phases of your of your sex life as you remember it. But that was pretty much it until I got married. Okay. I, I should say that was it until I got married. Um, I did cheat on him because, like, you know, after, like, a six months or so, he seemed to be a bit controlling just because he was older mm-hmm. and I was still 16. So I'm still trying to find myself and, you know, doing things and going out and yeah, he wasn't having any of that. You know, I mean, you're my girlfriend, you're not supposed to go out with any other guys, even if it's just like in a friendly with my classmates, you know, he didn't like that very much. So yeah, it's fine to treat on him. I mean, not sexually, just kissing and kind of flirting around. And I did go out with other people, you know, in a group setting, basically, I did hang out with other people. So yeah, and then I finally, it took me like three tries to break up with him <laughs> twice. I, I called the very next day. I was like, oh my God, I miss you so much. And, yeah. and the third time, I'm just like, no, I can't do this anymore. It's not healthy. It's not good. And at that point, was I 18 already? Just close to my 18th birthday, I think. And then shortly after that, after I broke up with him, I met my husband. So... He didn't know it at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, it's funny. Yeah, it was it was a blind date. Oh. And, um, and I saw him and I walking out of the gate uh, and I saw him and I looked at my girlfriend. And I was like, you know, that's a, that's a guy I'm going to marry. And she's like, yeah, right. <laughs> You're crazy. <laughs> so. Oh, my gosh. I, it may have been just a stupid, you know, 17 year old dream or whatever, but. But 30, how many years later? Like, you're still with him. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there was um, there was an army base where I lived, and we used to hang out there a lot. Okay. <laughs> and we knew, like, where the, we call them GIs, where they hung out, and mm. we frequented those disco, discotheque. Yeah. Is the yeah, like the dancing, dancing places. Dance, yeah, I don't yeah. know. I, I think of it as a discotheque, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so both of her, um, her and I. We used to hang out there a lot. So, and I got him. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so you guys hit it off. And can you tell us a little bit, like, did you, ha- like, what was your sex life like? Or how did you start exploring things? And then I do want to talk about also, like, blowjobs and going down on you and all of that stuff. Like, so tell us tell us your feels. Um, it took me a little convincing, a um, couple dates or so to... Because it was like his friend that came with us. So my friend knew his friend, mm-hmm. but he didn't kind of didn't really want her. Mm-hmm. So when he saw me, he told my husband, like, hey, I'm going to take the blonde. You're going to get the other one. <laughs> <laughs> and so my husband, you know, naturally, he's like, oh, OK, I have no stake in this. You know, I don't know either of them. Yeah. So he wasn't about to make a move on me. So it took me a little bit convincing. And then I talked to his friend. I was like, look, dude, I really like seeing you back off. So, yeah. And then, I mean, sex-wise, it was, you know, still kind of like, you know, young, 17, 18. It, yeah. was just, it was just that, you know, it wasn't anything too, too deep, I would say. Nothing fancy, nothing kinky at that time. Yeah. Because uh, Where- I was still 
living at home. So okay, that so that was my next question. <laughs> yeah. So like, where did you do it? If you're living at home, where primarily did you guys get together? Basically, at my house. Okay, he came over and he spent a night. A couple, yeah, he was allowed to do that. So, okay, and so that, your parents are on board with that. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of. I think at that point, I wasn't that close to my mom anymore. It just, we kind of, it just drifted apart, if that makes sense. Okay. Because I had two younger siblings, quite younger than I am mm. for my stepdad. And so, you know, they needed her more than I did mm. mm-hmm. in some ways. And I've made my peace with that. So okay. that's that's fine. So I basically, you know, one time I, I brought him home and he spent the night and that was it. We didn't even talk about it. And, so she kind of accepted it as, okay, she's going to do whatever the heck she wants. Okay. You said you were on birth control at this time? Yep. Until I decided I want to go natural. Okay. And you know what they call people who decide to go natural? Parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It promptly, I got pregnant. And how, how old were you when you got I was pregnant? 18. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. So... Uh, not very smart on my part. However, we now have a lovely daughter and a grandson. So, yeah. You know, I did have the opportunity. I did go to the doctor. We discussed not having the baby. And and I had an appointment to have it all done. And I don't know, had an ultrasound and was like, dang, I can hear the heartbeat. Mm. Yeah, there's no way. And then I have to really commend my husband because he knew I was going that day and I came back and met him outside the gate and I said you know I, I couldn't do it and I could tell you know his shoulders just kind of dropped and heavy sigh and it's like all right want to get married <laughs> I was like are you sure <laughs> so yeah can you share with us the feeling? Do you remember, like, what emotional experience were you having in that moment? It was still unreal. I was like, I still had no clue what I was doing. It was just kind of like, well, let me back up a little bit because, you know, I, I had seen my mom, my dad left uh, when I was young, and then the relationship with my stepdad wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he continuously cheated on her and he didn't treat her very well. He drank a lot. And so I'm like, I was kind of like in this weird mindset that I'm just going to be like that. Mm-hmm. Some, You know, I'm never, I'm probably never going to find anything better. I, it was kind of like a weird thing. I didn't expect a whole lot, even though I, I really, really liked him. I'm not sure if you can say I loved him, my husband at that time. Yeah. Probably. I mean, you're still 18. Yeah. You think you do? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, my expectations weren't very high, I guess I could say. And so it's like, okay, I guess we could get married and see where it goes from there. I think we both didn't know, yeah. you know, what the impact would be. How did getting pregnant at 18 affect your sexual self? What, what is, yeah, tell us about pregnant sex. <laughs> Um, honestly, I don't remember like a whole lot because we're still living with my mother. Oh, <laughs> we didn't, right. Yeah, we didn't get like our own apartment until we actually got married. Okay. Uh, it, was, it was just um, the army way. Mm-hmm. So we had to wait. And, and so, just to clarify, he's in the, he was in the army, in the U.S. Army? 
Was he over? Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah, we're still living at home. There, I don't think there was a whole lot going on. Maybe once every couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. That's not much for mm -hmm. an 18 year old no. or a 20 year old boy. So, you know, I, I feel really sorry. I felt really sorry for him. Lovers, this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. We all know that the foundation to an awesome sex life is excellent mental and physical health, but if proper rest, exercise, and a healthy lifestyle aren't leading to the blood flow you'd like when and where you'd like it, check out BlueChew.com. BlueChew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And the process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you are approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online, so no visits to the doctor's office, no dealing with awkward physicians who aren't trained to talk about sex lives, plus no waiting in line at the pharmacy. Bluetooth's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet pack. They always say first impressions are important, but what about lasting impressions? Lovers, I do believe that we can always make loving, lasting impressions by connecting and being present and chasing our pleasure and our partner's pleasure. And if your priority is making a deep, deep impression between two beautiful, enthusiastic thighs or cheeks in the name of partnered pleasure, I get it. I've worn a strap on now. I, too, love having a hard cock. Blue Chew and I want you to have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code LOVER at checkout. You just pay $5 for shipping. That is BlueChew.com promo code LOVER to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. And thank you to Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. But do you remember feeling horny at all? Or were you just like busy being pregnant and a teenager? I think more like busy being a teenager yeah. and being pregnant and dealing with all that. Yeah. Yeah. I think that really kind of shoved everything aside. Yeah. I really think so. And then even after pregnancy, I think my hormones just took a dive. Mm. It just went out the door for about 25 years. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Something us. like that. Yeah. T can you can you tell us as many details as you can about what it feels like to not want sex or anything? Because I get I get so many questions from people that ask me about that and ask me about what that's like. It's almost like I couldn't stand a touch. It just there was. I mean, I loved my husband. There was no nothing going on down there. Mm. You know, even when I try to get aroused or something like that, or not much. I mean, if anything, maybe just a little spark there, but I had to work really, really hard for it. Yeah. And so really, truly, it was not him. It was not his fault. Yeah. It was just hormones just go haywire. Um, it, some people recover really quickly. Mm -hmm. And, and I know I have read and through some therapy later, I know that I wasn't the only one, you know, there are yeah. quite a few that affects that way. And it's just, it's not working. And so what do you do? And while we we're still living in Germany, it's like, I didn't know really who to talk to. I didn't feel like I could talk to my mom about it because we weren't that close. Yeah. You just kind of keep up the front and go, you know, happy go lucky, just keep on puttering, hope something will change sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah. I did have some 
therapy after we had moved back here, we got involved in a church and actually really, really good therapist. I really liked her, but we didn't get really far. She fell ill and she had to take some time off and mm. I didn't like her replacement. We didn't click very well. So I kind of stopped that. Yeah. And I never pursued any more, which I really deeply regret because I wasted so much time. Yeah. You know, and things could have been fixed earlier. Well, I, I also know many people personally who try therapy once and then they, when they don't have a good fit with a therapist, that's a very common thing and it's, it's tough. Yeah. And you, you really have to kind of like shop around. Literally, yeah. you have to find somebody. And then also my gynecologist as well, the one that I saw once. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's all in your head, ma'am. I mean, he didn't oh. say the man part, but, you know, basically that's the message I got. It's, it's all in your head. You need to get over this. I'm like, that's what terrible advice. I had a friend also that was like, just have a glass of wine. That's what their gynecologist said. To, like, just try a glass of wine. That'll fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I really didn't figure out a bit more <laughs> until I actually started working at a gynecologist's office. I was just doing, you know, reception, medical mm-hmm. records. And, and so just speaking with her and, and other providers there, you know, that you do in the lunchroom, you, you actually talk about stuff yeah. and you don't even have to make an appointment. And so, yeah, that I, you know, found out it's, it's more than just, how do I say that? It's more than just, it's not all in your head, lady. <laughs> so right. it's, it's hormones, it's uh, your environment, it's kids living at home, you yeah. know, it's, it's all that. So. And did you and your husband also talk about your sex life very much or was it did you try to touch each other like can you just tell us maybe some of the details of your dynamic together um we tried um but i i couldn't really talk about it mm-hmm. i was just so full of i don't know shame anger you know all those mixed things yeah. because it was like what is wrong with me you know it was like a continuous what is wrong with me? How can I fix this? You know, what can I do to make myself better? And I couldn't yeah. for some reason, you know, I couldn't find the help. And so I pretty much shut down every conversation that he tried to have with me. Mm. So yeah, we went through a really tough time, I think for both of us. And I just told him, you know, recently after I newly discovered sex drive, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you know, I am really sorry, you know, that I couldn't give this to you 20 years ago, but he, he reassured me. He's like, you know what? It's, it's okay. You know, I'm, I'm here now. So, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about what, what led you to where you are now? What happened? When did, when did you start to feel a shift? Um, I think the first shift I had a procedure done basically it's a sterilization, mm-hmm. fairly, not very invasive. It's, it's like to, to put like little, little thingies in your fallopian tubes okay. and it creates scar tissue. So, mm. so it was really easy procedure or whatnot. So, and that led me to finally get off birth control. And I suspected a long time before that, you know, the birth control probably affecting me in some ways that makes me feel like that. Oh, and I should also mention one other gynecologist, uh, probably 10 years prior to, to having this sterilization at 40, so mm-hmm. 30-ish, put me on antidepressants, mm-hmm. a mild one, not like 
sounds like they have even, I can't remember. Uh, so a mild antidepressant. And so, I mean, that's not very good for your sex drive either. No, those can tank yeah. sex drives completely. Yeah. And so right up until I had the procedure, I felt, oh, maybe the, the year before, I really felt like a zombie kind of because of, you know, being on the antidepressant. And, and again, you know, those feelings came back like, what is wrong with me? Mm. Why do I feel tired? Why do I feel absolutely no drive to be with my husband? I just didn't care. Mm. You know, I couldn't express joy. Mm. It's like at that point we were still at church, you know, and you, you talk about the joy of the Lord. It's like, mm, I don't have that. Where can I get that? What is wrong with me? Why don't I have that? It's just, I, there were no feelings. Yeah. And so once, anyway, so I had the procedure, went off birth control. That made me feel a little bit better. I could feel like three months after that, I was like, oh, something's different. But I was still on the antidepressants. Uh, so it wasn't fully until about four years ago, I was working at still the gynecologist's office and through just sheer luck, normally people who work in the business office, they don't get to go on the little, oh, what do you call it? Meetings like out of town for new products or new procedures, conferences. There you go. Yeah. So I got to go there and it was about hormone replacement therapies and whatnot. And and I was like, yeah, you know, it's just another sales pitch, whatever. And, you know, like the drug reps when they come and it's just a new sales rep. And I'm not a doctor, so, but I'm going to go along. That's, what, you know, you ask me, I'll go. My boss asked me to go. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll. And so once I was in there, you know, the guy who was talking about, okay, so do you feel tired? Do you have no sex drive? Are you constantly, you know, this and that? And I was, I'm like, oh my God, that's me. <laughs> I'm like sign me up and so, yeah. and so at the end of the conference we did get to try it oh and um it's it's little pellets inserted like right in your hip buttock area and so the idea behind it is like you know it, it releases it over time your body needs it it goes gets it whatever and about two months three months after i had that i totally went off my antidepressants. I mean, I do not recommend that, you know, without right. obviously talking to your doctor or whatnot. Consult your doctors. Yes. I had some left just in case. And I knew, you know, I could talk to my doctor and, and I told her, I was like, you know, I'm just not going to do this. So I tapered off it, obviously. And it's been like four years and it's, it's night and day. And I have like desire. I have a sex drive. <laughs> And my husband's like, what are you doing? And it's <laughs> like, I don't know, honey. And there were a couple of days, you know, when he came home from work and I was at home and I just greeted him with a kiss, which never did that before. It was like, it was like a deep long kiss. And he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> can, we, can we just like go upstairs now? <laughs> so... We didn't even, you know, didn't even have dinner or whatever. So I was like, oh, let's just go upstairs. And a couple of days later, you know, it happened again. I was like, okay, something's changed. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, you know, we have to slow it down just a little bit just because my daughter's still, you know, she came back, moved back in with us. I'm like, really, girl? <laughs> <laughs> but you're putting a damper on things here. <laughs> but we make it work. Wow. So... 
So wait, how does it work? They're, they're pellets? Mm-hmm. Hor- hor- like, do they go inside you and you just absorb them? Yep. Or- okay. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like just um, the muscle yet, like in your buttock. Your, well, not quite on like on your butt, not when you yeah. sit down. It's like hip area, kind of. Uh-huh. And and it, again, it's not for everybody. Uh-huh. And we've had people uh, who went with us to the conference. It just, it did not work for them. Oh, wow. Which, yeah. So, but the majority of them, you know, they're doing great. Uh, for me personally, it, it was like, it's night and day. Wow. Yeah. So speaking of that night and day, can you tell us a little bit besides these long, passionate <laughs> kisses? And, and, and also just like, he obviously he knew, did you tell him what was going yeah. on? Like he, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So you communicated about that and, but then how did you start talking about sex again after a couple of decades? Like, what did you, or did you just start doing it? What was it like? What happened? <laughs> um, it's yes and no, uh, both. Um, it, it's still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you, you don't just like drop things. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you can, but uh, I'm still quite shy i guess or what does your shyness feel like like is it in your body is it everywhere is it when do you feel shy tell us when um just talking basically Mm. talking about it um that that's still pretty hard because yeah you know i've never really talked about like you know with my parents it was never really talked about and you know the 20 years of marriage again you know when whenever he tried to initiate i pretty much shut it down and it's just because you know of all the shame and things that just stuffed everything down and so but now I think it's more like good lord I'm 53 what am I doing (laughs) I mean is this normal should I be slowing down (laughs) oh you mean like what are you doing like is it too much yeah no you're doing great (laughs) so yeah, so it shifted like from the teenage, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, is, am I normal? Now it's like, oh my God, I'm 53. Is this normal? Yeah. <laughs> so. So can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that feel the best? And we can practice using the words. And if you get shy, I can ask you yes or no questions. <laughs> Let me think. Uh, let's start with, so like sometimes when I go to bed at night, um, I do like to, touch and feel of his skin next to my skin yeah which I didn't do that you know even yeah. 15 years ago I didn't like that for some it, there was just something about skin to skin that I could not tolerate very well mm. and that's a phenomenon to me I mean I think I've heard about people who have that mm-hmm. you know they can't stand I'm not even sure what it's called but I wouldn't say um, it was like that extreme but it's just especially at night because it was always apprehensive mm. you know, it's like oh if he touches me in a certain way that means he wants sex and I really can't give that to him because I don't have that desire yeah so but now it's like okay slap it on <laughs> do you sleep in pajamas or do you guys sleep nude um no I have a night usually I have something on Okay. But, you know, you can like carry, you can like pull it up a little bit, and and it's fine. And nothing even has to happen. I just enjoy it. Yeah. You know, just just the togetherness actually. Mm. 
And where on your body does it feel best to be touched? Not even necessarily sexually, but just like where are some places that you enjoy feeling his touch? Um, you know, my back. Mm. You know, if somebody just runs fingers down your back. And and like I said, it doesn't even have to be sexually. It's just something very comforting. It's a very closeness. Just a light touch. Hey, I'm here. So, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're exploring right now or what you want to explore? Yeah. So in the past, I never liked to do blowjobs mm-hmm. because I couldn't trust my partners. I, I just didn't like, we're speaking of the 20-year-old now, 20-year-old boyfriend. One time he just came in my mouth and I was like, no, uh-uh, absolutely not. I just couldn't. It's With just no warning. Yeah, I just couldn't. The texture, I don't, I don't know what it is. It just yeah. didn't, didn't work for me. <laughs> it's like no, and that was the end of that. And he's like, he's like, come on, no, because I, I couldn't trust him, and but I couldn't verbalize that either. Right. So yeah, so for the longest time, I didn't like that. But now, <laughs> yes, now, yeah, <laughs> I like it. I really do. Yeah, and- lovers, we are going to take a quick pause for a word from our sponsor. And they have given me notes to do a sultry female voice. So I'm very excited and I'm going to do my best. Did you know the Flora app is a safe place to open up, embrace your desires, and find like-minded people? This is the story of one couple who found the threesome of their dreams, discovered a new level of shared passion, and stepped into a whole other realm of possibilities. All thanks to Flora. As life's routines settled in, Robert and Lucy found themselves yearning to explore uncharted territories. So they downloaded Floor and embarked upon a thrilling journey of sensual experimentation, learning more about each other's desires in the process. Open-minded and adventurous, Robert and Lucy dreamt of adding a new dimension to their intimacy, sharing the touch of another woman, being witnessed and connecting in a way that transcends the ordinary. In Floor's diverse and accepting community, Lucy connected with Emily, a babe craving the same experiences. So they invited Robert to the conversation. The chemistry built and anticipation heightened as they exchanged messages until finally their agreed-upon date night arrived. A gorgeous hotel was the setting for their evening of pleasure, passion, and connection. A shared exploration that fulfilled each party's desires. Floor App celebrates the beauty of open-minded connections. It's a platform where fantasies come to life and desires are embraced without judgment. For couples seeking adventure with others or individuals keen on exploring, Fleur invites us all to a world where every desire is a possibility waiting to unfold. Download Fleur now, express your desires freely, and find like-minded people today. So, Can you tell us what you like about it? Or can you tell us if you have any favorite moves? You know, I'm not, I'm not even sure what it is that I like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just like, I don't know, the the feel, maybe the control I have mm-hmm. over him, because mm-hmm. I can make it stop at any time, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I quite enjoy that. Do you look up at him while you're playing with his cock, or do you mostly focus on it? Or And how do you touch it? What's your first move? Generally, I don't. Look, sometimes I do, but usually my hair is in the way, and uh-huh. it's really annoying. Uh-huh. First, I touch, I mean... At just the other day when we were upstairs and we were just kind of like making out and then I just kind of stopped. I was like, do you mind if I, if I like go down there? Yeah. He's like, no. Yeah. So, 
you know, you just touch it, you know, gently and then a little bit firmer and kind of like, okay, I'm ready now. And then me just start at the very top first, play around a little bit and then just kind of like get down to business a little. Yeah. And does he like his balls played with as well? Or do you mostly stick to his actual penis? Um, I stick pretty much to the penis. Um, okay. I did cap them, but I'm not quite sure if, I think we need to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And then sometimes I have just, you know, bring him fairly close and then I just hop on and finish it that way. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Okay. So talking, speaking of hopping on, can you orgasm during sex, during penetrative sex? Oh, is there a well, position that's best for it? Yeah, tell us, tell us. Uh, I mean, there has to be some kind of stimulation. It's like everything pretty much is involved, especially like when you're on top, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not just from the inside. It's also, you know, you're on the surface kind of rubbing that way. So mm -hmm. really the whole vulva is pretty much involved in it. So I do like being on top. Okay, um, so you can grind at an angle that yeah. that allows you to orgasm if you're mm -hmm. on top? That's yeah. cool. I can't always. Sometimes. It's happened like a couple times for me, but it's really rare. Like that angle's just hard for, for the way that I'm put together. Right. And, and I mean, you know, there were instances, some, you know, occasionally sometimes I was like, yeah, it's not working for me today. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. What the heck? <laughs> oh, I love that you said that. It is so different on different days for my body. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And then there were other times where, I, where we actually mission style. It worked as well, mm. but it doesn't always work. I would say probably 80% of the time it doesn't work that way. Okay. You need a little bit extra, different, just different angles, different mm. ways, and you just switch around. So, yeah. It's... Do you ever do like doggy style stuff or on your stomach mm -hmm. stuff? Like how do those make you feel? I think there's a bit more penetration uh -huh. that way. Seems like it. So, yeah, it's it's fun it it almost it goes into the little bit the kinky one so i'm being the submissive and he's taking care of it uh -huh. <laughs> so that's when the spanking sometimes comes in okay can you talk more <laughs> about the spanking how did that come about was it something you talked about or how did you bring it up i don't know it was like maybe i don't know maybe six months ago or so i don't know he just slapped me you know mm -hmm. on the butt just just slightly mm -hmm. i'm like oh what the heck was that <laughs> And so he did it again a couple of times, so, you know, just light. And I was like, hmm. And so after we were, you know, just after we were done, I was like, oh, maybe I should get you a paddle. And he just kind of laughed, you know. I was like, oh, okay, sure. Yeah. And I did. I ordered one. Good. <laughs> so, what kind of paddle is it? It's like a little heart-shaped one. I got it from the stock room. Oh, nice. Is it made out of yeah. leather? Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I love those. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also, I do like to wear like strappy things. Uh -huh. You know, it kind of reminds me of a little bit of bondage, but not too much. Yeah. So that's kind of like a big turn on for me. Uh, oh, yeah. And I ordered handcuffs too. <laughs> Have you used them yet? <laughs> yeah. How is it for you? A couple of times. Um, it's still a little bit awkward okay. uh, because, I mean, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't come with like a, an instruction manual or anything. Yeah, yeah. Are they the so. metal kind or the kind that are like softer? No, they're softer okay, and they okay. have like Cups. a little red yeah. thing inside and kind of peeks out a little bit. I really like those. And yeah, I 
just need to explore a little bit yeah, more. Yeah, I was going to say, so are they, do they like get clipped together and go above your head or have you gotten tied to a bed or a door frame or anything? I think that'll be my next step. Nice. But <laughs> I think, so the first time he just used a, a tie of his that he just pulled off the rack. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> just that's so put hot. a tie through it. Yeah. That's so hot. It was. Did you guys talk about tying ahead of time or was it another one of those sort of like spontaneous things that you just stumbled upon? Well, when I put him on, I was like, oh, what are these loops for? It's like, well, I'm sorry, you can tie me up, you know? Yeah. And again, you know, it's like, I didn't really, like, it doesn't come with an instruction manual. You kind of yeah. have to yeah. figure it out a little bit. So, oh yeah, I think yeah. that's that's how you can tie him together. And that's what he did then. It's like, boop, that's awesome. pull the tie off and tie me together. So. Does he go down on you? Yes, he does. What do you like? <laughs> and, and can you come from it? I can not too fast. Yeah, I mean, uh, shouldn't go too fast. Just start out slow and um, pretty much all over is fine. I do like just a sucking motion right on my clitoris. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, if it's, if it's like too fast and too much licking, I was like, mm, yeah, yeah. You can stop that now. <laughs> just, just do this. <laughs> Does he ever use fingers um, along with his mouth or is it usually separate? Mm -hmm. Like you can come, can you come just from sucking first of all? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you can come. Can. Oh, that's so cool. And then like, but it also feels good if he adds fingers? It can be a little bit distracting. Okay. Because it's like a separate, it feels like a separate motion, obviously. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes the fingers get ahead of everything else. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> so I I really try to, to let him know because mm -hmm. if he doesn't, you know, then what's the point? Yeah, yeah. Just the other day, it was like um, too many fingers. So I was like, no, just, I just pull his hand away. It's like, okay, just let's just do that. <laughs> okay. How, how was that? Cause that can be really hard to communicate in real time. How was it for you? It was good. It, it worked <laughs> good. <it> that way. <laughs> good. What about like, I don't know. Do you like it if he kisses your inner thighs and do you like to be grabbed strong or soft or gentle or does it, is it a whole mixture? What, tell us some about the physical sensations. It depends on the mood. I mean, obviously if the kids are home, it's more like, get this done quick <laughs> yeah. and be quiet about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then really it doesn't matter if I come so much. So that's from my point of view. Uh -huh. um, I just want to please him uh -huh. um, since I have to make up like for like 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, it really doesn't matter so much anymore. But then there are days where I think about it, you know, and then it's like, okay, I'm going to plan something we haven't done, you know, so, okay, so I asked my daughter, so, so when's your day off this week, <laughs> first of all? Uh -huh. And then I, I really get myself into the mindset, you know, starting in the morning, you know, you take a shower and yeah. I brush my teeth naked on purpose because I am not a skinny little thing. Mm -hmm. I'm chubby. Mm -hmm. I have bulges here and there, so I need to make peace with that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, sometimes I will go downstairs in just my little outfit and start making lunch. Uh, or I had, I made dinner like that before and, and just surprise him, you know, he's just down there. He's like, oh, what are we doing? What are you cooking tonight? <laughs> and then we, you know, we just go from there. And then when I'm in that kind of mood, I like it a bit rougher. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't mind that. Uh -huh. So that's fine. But then again, you know, there are other times where you just want like the sweet little makeout session, yeah. 
feel like that really, really deep connection between the two. During those makeout sessions, are you, how do you feel about like sloppy makeouts? Are you at the point where you like slobber? Cause I used to not like <laughs> slobber. And then I feel like the kinkier I got, the more I was just like, sure, fluids can be anywhere. So I'm always curious about that. No. <laughs> Don't slobber. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good. Gentle makeouts. Um, yeah. Do you like it if your ears and neck are incorporated in a not slobbery way? Like, the, like, do you enjoy kissing or, or breathing here? Yeah. Next. Next, fine. Ears, not so much, because then you can hear the rap, you know, the breathing yeah, yeah, yeah. in your ear. It's kind of distracting, at least yeah. for me, it is. <laughs> what about hair pulling? I, you know, he hasn't really done that yet. But I think if it happens, definitely not during a slow makeout session. But yeah, yeah, no, just like as it's ramping up to something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't mind that at all. Okay. I do wear a ponytail every once in a while. Oh, but I love that. So far, he hasn't grabbed on yet. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to drop a few more hands. So I actually, during COVID, started letting my shaved hair grow out a little bit. So part of it is like I'm telling, you know, it's to see the passage of time. But some part of me is like, maybe by the time it's long, I will find a dom who wants to pull my hair a little bit and then I can shave it all off again. But like I haven't had my hair pulled in, you know, five years. So I was just like, and I can actually grab it now. But Mm -hmm. (laughs) what else? Oh, so you said you talked about making up for 20 years husband wise. What about with yourself? Are you masturbating? occasionally yes uh-huh. and what yeah. what is that like do you use toys do you use your hands do you have a favorite position usually it's when i'm just laying in bed and you know something just goes on it's like oh and my husband is maybe it was when he was away mm-hmm. like traveling for work mm-hmm. it's like geez what do you do i do have a couple of toys either way i think i prefer just hands though yeah and how can you tell us the details of how you touch yourself? Is it more outside or do you use inside fingers or do you go in a circle? Is it flat hand? Is it wide? Oh, okay. Definitely more like outside. Um, not so much inside. Yeah. Just, just stimulate just directly mainly. That's pretty it. Um, it's not like a long drawn out session. Yeah. It's more like, okay let's get going <laughs> yeah that, that, i'm pretty it's, efficient it's really, with my right. masturbation yeah oh, that's the word efficient yeah there you go <laughs> i wonder if that's a german thing like my family is like extremely efficient and do you have to touch yourself like hard or can you do it lightly because i feel like i have to start light and then i need a fair amount of pressure once i get going what's your experience like it depends on the arousal okay yeah probably start out a little bit light okay. and then a little bit harder but but not too doesn't take too much yeah, ever since, you know, that time four years ago, like things have changed. And, you know, speaking of that again, before that, I didn't do any of that. There was no masturbation on my, my side because, again, I felt so guilty mm. for not being able to give it to my husband. So I didn't even do anything for myself because I'm going to save it for him. Wow. Yeah. That was my mindset. So for a couple of decades, you didn't mm-hmm. touch yourself. Mm-mm. Wow. And no. you were just off. You just were yeah. off. Totally off. Did you, wait, this is a very personal question. I just, just for clarity, and you can feel free to not answer. Did you have sex at all during that time? We did. Yeah. yeah. Um, we made How it was it for you? Most of the time, it was like, I was just there. But yeah. 
it was it was fairly routine you know we went to bed he hopped on and that was it there was no exploration you know no playing not too much playing yeah and I still feel so guilty for that so mm. bad you know because mm. it wasn't easy for him either yeah and, and yeah and then just for our listeners or just I guess just to ask this what are you doing to work through that guilt because I I have really sticky guilt from past relationships as mm -hmm. well. And I'm still trying to unpack that. What's your plan for yourself? Do you have one? Um, I'm just really trying to, to be open and try to talk about things, mm -hmm. um, especially the sexual part. Yeah. I really would like to find an, a good therapist. Right now it's a little bit hard. Um, yeah. I really want to do that. Yeah. yeah, it's it's extra tough right now because we're in a space where yeah. like this is the closest connection we can have with a new stranger. Right. Yeah. And I also have listened to a couple podcasts that really helped. Like one of them was, was uh, Pleasure Mechanics. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there were a couple of others that I can't even think about right now. And then I listened to most of your stories too. Yeah. <laughs> and there was one that I just listened to dropped on May 15th, Renee. Yeah. And her story, she is hilarious. She's so funny. She's so funny. It's like, oh my gosh, I want to be like that. I know. I think she's such an inspiration. She's like, okay, yeah. I'm kinkier than my husband, but that's okay. I'll keep doing things. Like, I just love her. Right. And, you know, that's what I was thinking. It's like, you know, I think he's a bit more vanilla than I am. And I don't want to scare him away. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But I, I would like, you know, I mean, at our age, you know, things naturally slow down. Yeah. And so you have to find other ways and we shouldn't just, you know, crumble up and shrivel up and just nope. ride it off. It's nope. like, have fun. <laughs> well, and it's like we have these bodies to explore and they're going to be different every day of our lives. And they're going to continue right. to change as we age. And that's just always going to be true. But I think, I, I hope that there are always going to be ways to find sensations or things, you know, in the right mixture that's right for that moment. That's my hope for all of us, really. Right. Yeah. And I mean, it doesn't even have to be anything sexual. It's right. just, you know, yeah. the, the closeness of people, the connection that you make yeah. with people. So, yeah. And, and I believe that sex is so much more than like the physical act uh, that we mm -hmm. think of so often. Like I believe that yeah. sex is such a mental thing and it's that it, it is very connection based. And I think that can look a lot of different ways. Can you tell us though, you know, okay, I know we're talking about slowing down, but what else would you <laughs> like to explore and not, it doesn't have to be, this can live in the realm of fantasy. Maybe it's something you'll never do, but what are you curious about now? Um, so speaking strictly fantasy, yeah. I know this will yeah. never happen, yeah. but just, me in a room with other people just touching and for them to desire me yeah i think that just just a touch it doesn't even have to be like intercourse or anything it's just just that in this fantasy because i know mm -hmm. you're a straight woman is it just men or is it men and women does it matter it's both yeah. could be both yeah 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 but yeah totally strictly fantasy because yeah. That's just something that wouldn't happen, and, and it don't, it won't. <laughs> Other things I'd like to explore with my husband, I'm just open to anything, really. Whatever he would like to try, I'm game. What um, if he, like, wanted to pee on you? Are you that game? Oh, wait a second. Hold on. I take that back. <laughs> uh, no. Because not everyone's into it, but some people are, Probably. and I just think it's an important clarification. Probably not. 
Would you ever want to explore more sensation play, like electro play? They have the little electric wands that kind of give you a buzz or some of the pokey, spiky wheels. Like how, how much does your body enjoy sensation? I do, but I feel like it might be a little too distracting if you have too many toys laying around. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It could be like, oh, let's try this. Oh, no, let's try yeah. this. So that may be my own mental thing if you have too much laying around. Totally, yeah. I have told him that, like, when he he was on my breast, I was like, you know, you can bite those a little bit. It's okay. <gasps> yeah, no, I'm so glad you said that because I was going to ask you about your nipples. So, okay, so a little yeah. bit of biting. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just all in the right, you know, in the right moment. Yeah. It's like, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And licking and sucking? Yeah. What does uh, it feel like in your body? Oh, no, keep talking, keep talking. Oh, I was going to say, not so much licking. For some reason, I don't enjoy that too much. Uh, but, yeah, the sucking and a little bit of biting is fine. Okay. Can you speak to like why licking is not as enjoyable? I just, I don't know. I just, that's just something about it. I can't really put my finger on it. Yeah. I mean, I like an ice cream cone. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Maybe it's just a sensation that I don't care about. Yeah. It's weird. Sometimes my grandson, he's only eight. (laughs) Sometimes seven, eight year old kids will do the weirdest thing you know yep. he will come up and he'll say oh give me let me give you a kiss naughty on your cheek and then he comes up and he just licks me oh yeah like, that's what mm-hmm. the heck <laughs> don't lick me <laughs> so so no i do not enjoy that at all <laughs> i was that kid i would bite people like i would bite them on the forearm i would i don't know and my whole family like they like even now today like i'm a 31 year old woman but now if i like grab anyone in my family's arm they'll pull it away because they think i'm gonna bite them <laughs> Don't hug me. I'm sorry. Um, well, um, are there any other toys you'd like to try or things you'd like to explore? Or like, would you ever have a threesome or go to a sex party? Like just in in fantasy or real life, anything else that you want to cover? Yeah, probably not. I don't know. I'm just too much in my head for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I think too self-conscious, maybe. Yeah. Any toys? Would your answer um, be different party-wise if everyone was in masks? That would be interesting. Like a like fully covered <laughs> Very face mask. anonymous. Yeah. Maybe. Just I throw, mean, just throwing out ideas. <laughs> I think that falls into the fantasy yeah. realm. Yeah. I find it. Yeah. The thing, speaking of, I think movies, when, when there are certain movies, you know, when you watch and, and there's just like this electric, like the historical movies, you know, when they go to a masquerade ball and yes. you know how they were back when in the 1600s, they yeah. put on a mask, they go to a ball, you know exactly what happens after yeah. that. So I find that very erotic. But what else was I going to say? There's something else. Threesomes, toys. I think I would like to try a butt plug. Yeah? Yeah. Have, have you ever done any butt stuff? Mm-hmm. Okay. And, oh, yeah. Well, we, we heard about your early experience. Have you ever done any good butt stuff since then yeah yeah i actually enjoy <laughs> i mean things i i tell you things have just changed so much i understand uh, and i think my husband was quite surprised by that so have you done full uh, penetration mm-hmm. mm. have you yeah. had an askasm mm. not yet I, okay Maybe. like i'm kind of like you know <laughs> like when my girlfriend asked me that have you had an orgasm I'm like mm? <laughs> i don't think i did okay. um no, I don't think so. But I mean, I, I actually, I mean, I quite enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. It took me nine months of like regular butt sex to finally mm-hmm. have an asgasm. And, mm-hmm. and now, I mean, well, now I'm not having any sex, but 
uh, <laughs> when I meet someone, I, you know, when I got more experienced, I would also often incorporate a vibrator or fingers so that I could like get there faster. But I know that, mm -hmm. that if I was like getting pounded at a certain way for a certain amount of time, that's what it kind of takes for me to, to come through butt sex. Mm -hmm. Ooh, so what kind of butt plug do you think you'd like to get? Have you done any research? Um, I'm leaning more towards silicone because the vibrator that I do have is silicone mm -hmm. and it doesn't like irritate. Like we had one that was, it was not silicone, but it seemed to be irritating in some ways, like afterwards, yeah. kind of more itchy. Oh yeah. Nah, I don't like that. But the silicone works really well. So nice. I have to go explore a little bit. Great. And have you and your husband sat down to like, ask each other all detailed questions or are you just sort of like intuitively feeling through things like have you had a conversation a formal conversation of like what would we like to do now not yet it's more like it seems like i'm taking a little bit the lead yeah <laughs> so yeah. it's it's all still new it's kind of weird it's like teenagers again <laughs> yeah what are your hopes for your sexual <laughs> self in this you know in the next few years of your life just to feel really, really comfortable with it, talking about it, with it, doing it, not feel shameful or embarrassed. You can tell by my facial expressions, right? Uh, that it's still, you know, still hard to, yeah. to talk about it after not talking about it for so long. And we just had a whole conversation about it, though, still. I know. <laughs> it does feel kind of good, though, to talk about it. Yeah. It does. It really does. And it doesn't, you know, so many people would just say, what is going on? You're weird. You know, so why do you like to talk about it? Oh, I know. Because it's such a big part, you know, of, of yourself. I mean, it's there for a reason. Yes. Right now, though. Yeah. So it's not something to be just, you know, shoved under the carpet or in the closet or whatnot. Yeah. So I do feel, you know, thinking back when I was younger, I'm not sure how where kids get their guidance you know it doesn't have to be weird or anything but i think they need a lot of guidance yeah just thinking back to when i was 14 16 so yeah have you watched the show or heard of the show sex education yes oh my god i just I finally finished it i love it so much i wish i had watched like i wish they that had existed when i was a teenager i would have yeah. that would have changed my life probably I mean, I mean, I had friends, but it wasn't, I don't know, it was, it was different. Yeah. 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 Especially 30 years ago. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We binge watched that show. That's totally. awesome. Good. Do you have any other like overarching thoughts about sex that you want to share that are coming to mind at this moment before I ask wrap up questions? I wish that professionals, like, especially for women, um, I guess the same could go for men when they go to a urologist or their, uh, you know, PCP, whatnot. I wish they would pay a bit more attention to the mental health yeah. and not just the physical part and, and not just write you off. Oh, it's all in your head. I heard that, you know, a couple of times and yeah, it was just, I'm just aghast, you know, now having worked with somebody in that profession, even though I was behind the scenes, obviously. <laughs> I heard so many stories about women, you know, they, they come to, to, they used to come to us and, uh, you know, when they said they were either abused as children or, you know, their other doctors didn't 
take care of them. They didn't understand. It's so, so complex. And the thing I think for, for men too, men don't like to talk about stuff like that, especially with stuff, you know, something goes on down there. It's like, yes. they do not like to talk about that. And, yep. and it's like, you know, a little blue pill doesn't fix it all. Yeah. So yeah. there's so much more to it than, than just the physical aspect. I really wish they could change that and, you know, and, and would take all of that in perspective. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. Especially, yeah. If I would have had that, you know, 20 years ago, you know, workplace for my former workplace, things would have been different. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to think things would be different, would have been different, but now I'm here. Now I can yeah. make up for it. We, we are <laughs> so. where we are and we can go forward from where we are. Right. But, like, thank, thank goodness for, thank goodness for where you are now. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it's still a work in progress and, and again, still my mental health still, you know, there's always something seems like it that kind of helped me a little bit further now. Yeah. I do wonder yeah. if, if we framed therapy more as like, no, no, hey, if you do this, your sex life will improve. Because everyone I talk to tends to sort of see that correlation. And I, I do know, you know, like you said, men don't are socialized to not talk about anything. Right. Yeah. And I know for a fact, because of all of the messages that I get, mostly from dudes, that it's not that they don't want to talk about it. It's that we haven't, we don't live in a society where it's safe for them to talk about it. And okay, it, that's a, and that's it a good hurts word. All of us. Mm -hmm. It hurts all of us, you know. So I'm, ugh, I'm hoping that. Thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> hey, do you want to do something? Um, okay, to wrap up, do you want to do something with me? Do you want to just practice saying sexy words with me? <laughs> after me? What would happen if you just said pussy and cock right now? <laughs> you want me to say that? Yeah. <laughs> just to practice. Okay, pussy and cock. <laughs> and now say it. In a lower voice, just say, pussy. Take a breath, please, and just say it. Just say it. Pussy. Say, lick my pussy. I can't do that. <laughs> okay, okay. Someday when you're ready, you'll do it in your own time. I in will. Private. Practice in private. You know, I promise you, I will practice next time. Next time, when you're ready. Yes, great. Yeah. Um, okay, so lastly, I just want to ask you, if you could go back in time and give younger you a piece of sex advice, what age would you pick and what would you say? Probably going back to the 14 year old. I, I think there are a couple. So the 14 year old, don't do that. <laughs> Stay away from the guy with the beer. Mm. <laughs> it's not a good idea. And then, yeah, anytime there's beer involved, not a good idea. And then the later one, the 16, 16, learn to speak up. You know, if there is something you don't like, you don't want, say it to conversation, keep the conversation open. Yeah. It's like, because I think, you know, those are pretty much, you know, stepping stones, like to not ever discussing anything. So. Beautiful. Do you have any sex questions for me? Huh. How's your project going? So I just finished a sex book that is curious questions to ask your next lover and it sort of just walks people through you know in as much detail as they want like just the types of questions that I ask people all the time and it's just inspired by all of the conversations that I've had with people right just to open the conversation yeah yeah that's so, a good idea we'll be a little and, 
coffee table book coming to you guys who knows when <laughs> soon it's written <laughs> i wrote it now i just have to edit it and publish it yeah so uh, now are you still pretty much quarantined or do you get out and do any of your photography or no i'm um I'm figuring that out now. So we're recording this toward the end of July in Los Angeles. Things are spiking a lot right now. And yeah. I shoot from my home studio, or I used to. So I'm not quite at the point where I'm ready to invite clients back into my home. And I, mm -hmm. I am looking into, you know, what would I have to do cleaning wise and all of that. But no, it's it's been it's been shut down. And it's especially hard to meet people. So I've been on the dating apps during COVID, I was on Tinder briefly in April, and then I just got back onto OkCupid, and it is, I already thought dating apps were hard, and I feel like now there's this extra layer of, like, everyone's kind of on edge, and it's just been, right. it's been such a bizarre experience, and also, like, leading with, like, hi, I have a sex podcast, but I promise you can trust me, you know, people don't know me, and so it's been just this wild, this wild mixture of strangeness. Yeah, I can imagine. And then next week, I'm actually going to be filming a documentary about my sex life here <laughs> okay. in my house. And I'm still yes. I'm still looking for yeah. a couple. Originally, it was supposed to be about unicorning. But since it's so hard to actually like go on physical dates, I'm looking for a couple that will have phone sex with me during the segment. Okay. <laughs> So I don't know if I'm going to find that, but um, gonna those, work, yeah. those are my sexy projects that are floating around right now. <laughs> Yvonne, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thank you. Um, I didn't even think that I'd get a response or anything. It was just some crazy thing, you know, after listening to a couple of podcasts and it was just like, oh my gosh, those people have like, you know, the same issues or it was really like therapy. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. I, I feel that this is like collective therapy mm -hmm. for all of us listening to each other. And I feel like we learn. I, le I know I learned so much from everyone who shares and, and our beautiful community. Thank you.